Return to Camp Blood, episode 66. A good friend of the Christie's? Oh, oh wait. This episode is brought to you by Friday13thFranchise.com. Jesus Christ. Jason's alive. He killed my friend, now he's coming to me. He's got a death curse. Jason's a legend. I miss his voice. An old friend of the Christie's. Jason belongs in hell. You're doing if you stay here. Never come back again. Welcome to another episode of Return to Camp Blood. I'm your host, Chris, joined by my fellow counselors, Eric. What's up, y'all? And Nathan. Good evening, everyone. So with the sad news of Betsy Palmer's passing last year, Return to Camp Blood thought we'd never have the opportunity to say, welcome to the show, Ms. Voorhees. But we were wrong. Friday the 13th has provided many iconic moments to the horror genre, and tonight we had the distinct pleasure of speaking with an actress responsible for one of those scenes. Deborah Voorhees portrayed Tina in Friday's fifth chapter, A New Beginning, and she joins us this evening to chat about wandering into the woods to break one of Camp Crystal Lake's no-no rules, post-coitus shears, fun with tourniquets, and being immortalized in Wolfie's Just Fine's New Beginning video. Ladies and gentlemen, it is our honor to welcome Ms. Voorhees to the show. How are you doing tonight, Deborah? Ladies and gentlemen, it is our honor to welcome Miss Deborah Voorhees to the show. How are you doing tonight, Deborah? I'm doing fabulous. Thank you so much for having me on. It's really kind of you guys. Oh, yeah. Thank you for being on, ma'am. I, we greatly appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad that you mentioned about Wolfie's video, the that video i absolutely love it and i got to meet john uh the musician who did it you know i don't know if you know but he was also on the the league uh tv show the fox tv show for seven years he's just he's an amazing young man and that video just blew me away i i just thought it was brilliant oh yeah it was a definitely a a stunning tribute not only um to the movie but to you um and the character that you portrayed in that movie I was so honored. I couldn't believe it. It was so sweet. Now, prior to the release of that video, did you know, did he contact you prior? Did you have knowledge that he was doing that, or was it a surprise to you? No, it was a complete surprise. I had uh, several uh, fans send me, hey, have you seen this? Have you seen this? Have you seen this? And um, I hadn't, and I took a look at it. I was just, I was completely blown away. I was absolutely blown away i just thought it was so brilliant and the kid who played him as a kid she's an amazing actor i i i thought it was i thought it was brilliant and i I don't know there's something about it that just really grabs you i could see taking off with something like this for a full movie not about friday the 13th but you know, just um, a kid and, you know, everything that he went through. I just think it's amazing. That concept's really cool. I, uh, Isn't it? Yeah. Whenever you saying that, it, it's, I, I see exactly what you mean. That's, that, that would work. I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> think about it. Think about every, I mean, and, and after this, I had so many horror fans saying, that's what happened to me. That's what happened to me. Um, and it's like there's so many, um, you know, they're okay, grown men now, but you know, they were eight and 10 and 12 
and 13 and and so on when they first started seeing horror films. Um, the, for John, it happened to have been my scene that really stood out for him, but I'm sure other kids had other scenes that, you know, stood out to them. And, um, you know, kind of that confusion and, you know, especially I would guess that the little boy was somewhere in the neighborhood of like eight or nine. Um, and you, you can imagine, you know, what's going through his mind. You know, obviously it was from a very religious background, a very religious family. And so he wasn't supposed to be watching it in the first place. And he starts to get a bit of a crush on this girl. And then she's murdered. And, you know, I mean, it's just kind of the whole thing's kind of scary. And, you know, but also adorable and charming. And, you know, I just think it's, I think it's a spectacular idea. Yeah, and and for those um, listening who don't know what video we're talking about, um, like I said in the intro, it's uh, Wolfie's just fine, and it's called New Beginning. But um, I'll I'll put a link um to that video in the show notes at campbloodpodcast.com/slash/sixty-six, so you guys will be able to go right to it. Um, you know, how, so let me ask you this: How how did you even become uh, involved in in the film in the first place? You know, just the traditional way, The um, I had an agent. I was living in Los Angeles, and, you know, they just called me and um, asked me to go out and audition for uh, this particular show. And uh, uh, so I did. And I went in and talked with the director, Danny Steinman, and we hit it off really well. He was... Um, by the time I had gotten to him, the producer had decided on someone else uh, that the producer hadn't seen me yet. And the director wasn't completely happy because um, she didn't really understand um, that Tina was flirting with her boyfriend. She's not going to be mad at him. And, um, you know, and he said he's just actress after actress after actress kept coming in and, you know, when they're they would get mad at him and it's like, you know, instead of, you know, flirtatiously fuck you, it was, you know, this anger. And um, he liked it because I immediately understood that, you know, she's not going to be mad at her boyfriend for wanting to go run off into the woods. And so he went to the producer and we, and they hired me. Now let me ask you this. Oh, did your, did your last name play a part in any of this? <laughs> I, I don't know, but they did get a good chuckle out of it. That's for sure. Yeah, I always, I always wondered if that was your legitimate last name, and I, I guess that it is. Oh, yeah, it is. It is, yeah. Yeah, my family came over in the 1600s on the Spotted Dog ship. Damn, can't we have something that sounds a little bit tougher? No, but we were on the Spotted Dog ship. <laughs> That's, I mean, that that's okay, because your last name is the epitome of tough. So I think you're good. There you go. <laughs> thank you. Okay, thank you. I feel better now. I think you're good. <laughs> Never change it. <laughs> so, Deborah, what did it feel like when the director had you do your nude scene? It's, you know, it's, um, it's obviously nerve-wracking. Uh, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of people on set, even though it was a closed set. They do closed sets for that sort of thing. So that only, absolutely, if you have to be there, are you there? Um, 
but Danny was uh, very kind, easygoing. Um, he really uh, made it pretty easy for me. Uh, well, as easy as it could be. Um, you know, I think probably when it got the most difficult was by the time they got to where they, you know, went and, uh, you know, we did the scene before, you know, getting the shears in the eyes, and then we get go back and we get the mask on and the blood and stuff in the eyes and things. And the problem with that is that the blood is seeping through, you know, and it's really burning my eyes fast. And, um, and, you know, at that point, I can't see anything. I have a robe, but, you know, they're having to, you know, walk me and lead me to where I'm going and kind of, you know, just place me back where I'm supposed to be. And I think that's probably when things felt the most uh, unsettling for me. But Danny was right there and made me feel comfortable and uh, was really nice and kind and everything. And then, you know, for the actual lovemaking scene, you know, I had Robert Dixon there, and he's, you know, was a really nice guy. We met before. Um, they gave me his phone number, and um, I called him up and said, so you want to meet <laughs> beforehand? <laughs> <laughs> and so we met um, down uh, close to the beach. Um, if I remember right, it was off of Sunset Boulevard, right at, close to the beach, and visited and, you know, just, you know, had a little bit of time to talk and chat and things before. Uh, the day of, and um, and then, you know, I, I think Danny was really smart. You know, he did that scene first thing. The other scenes we did later in other days. Um, and so that just it got it out of the way, done. There was no, um, you know, there was really no time for to be, um, to get too terribly uptight because it was, you know, it wasn't like building for days or anything like that, waiting for that. And um, the um, that day was a long day. It was a 13-hour day, and uh, it, it you know that part you know was fairly grueling, but but mostly, it, I mean, it took a long time. It took several hours to get the mask on and you know to get it blended in just so with the skin, because otherwise, I mean, if they didn't do it just perfect you were going to be able to see it, and it wasn't going to look good. And um, I think the mask by itself, uh, all of that, I think I think it was probably three hours in the in the chair. Oh, so, I can imagine I mean, to get it blended and matched to your skin and everything like that. I mean, right? That's... Yeah. Well, and then the the you know beforehand, you know, they did a mask on my face. That was long before it was even time to go on set and that was just to, for them to get their, uh, you know, the, um, uh, to, to, the cast make the mask and, um, you know, and they put this whole thing over your face and that was quite an experience because have you guys ever, um, eaten, um, ice cream or sipped a Slurpee too fast and it gives you that brain freeze? Oh yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, it was a brain freeze that you couldn't stop. You know, you you know, you quit 
sucking on the slurpee and go slower so you don't get that brain freeze anymore, right? Well, you can't stop it. And it has to sit on your face and kind of, you know, hold tight there um, until it finally hardens enough so they can take it off and then make, you know, have the cast to make the, the mask. So all of that took a lot of time. And then, you know, then you have the scene um, in the woods and all of that. And But um, but like I said, I mean, Danny was really, he was really nice. And, um, you know, the producer was really nice and stuff. And so it, it, went, it went well. Was when you're seeing, you know, you look up and you've got a set of shears coming down at you. Now, did Tom Morga play that part, or was that someone else? No, it was a it was a stand-in, and there were no shears coming down at me. It was just a guy with a red beard smiling. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> that's comforting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because see, when you if you really look at the cut. Uh, you know, those things were, that was, you know, those were shot separately. And so, you know, I kind of, ex, you know, expected them to give me a little bit of, of help there. But no, it's just a sweet guy smiling. <laughs> <laughs> I, thinking back and replaying that scene, and of course, I mean, we, we're kind of nerds when it comes to Friday the 13th and all things slasher. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, that that scene is just brutal. I mean, because you do it, it cuts and you see the shears, then they go down and they close. It, not to make matters worse, and it just it's brutal. Right, right. Yeah, you're right. Hey, can I ask you guys a question? Yes, ma'am. I can't. Okay, good. All right, you guys are, you know, like you just said, you know, horror geeks. That's great. That's just who I want to ask this question of. What kind of movies, other kind of boo-scary movies, do you guys like besides slashers? Like, you know, ghost stories, um, you know, what other kind of, do you like other kind of scary movies too? I personally do. I, I run the gambit. Uh, I think The Exorcist is one of the most horrifying movies ever made. And it could never be matched because, I mean, 12-year-old doing what Linda Blair did just won't fly by today's standards. Right. And uh, I'm not a big, the, the one, the, the one subgenre that in horror that I don't like is found footage. That's the, it, it gives me a headache. It's too much movement the way that it is. What is it? Uh, found footage. Uh, oh, like yeah. the Blair Witch that started right. it all. Right. But uh but Chris might have a different answer. He's he he's more particular. Okay. Um I I in addition to slashers, I probably watch a lot of um uh I you know, I don't even know if you would call them horror movies per se, but psychological thrillers and stuff like that. Um Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't really watch horror movies that are like gory for just for the sake of being gory. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that, that cuts out, um, you know, some of them, but yeah, I, I actually don't watch a lot of horror movies <laughs> to be honest okay. with you. <laughs> okay. 
you and me too. I'm me either. (laughs) (laughs) But you do, do do you other guys, do you like uh, psychological thrillers too? Oh, absolutely. Um, I've also, I I fell in love with uh, Stranger Things. It's uh, streaming on Netflix right now, the first season is. And I've heard that, that's good. I haven't seen it. It it really is. It it has. It is a love note to to eighties pulp culture. It's 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 phenomenal. Nice. And it grabs on supernatural. It grabs on alien. It grabs on the shining. It grabs on a night run Elm Street. And it's a literal. It's a literal love note to eighties horror and eighties pop culture it's it's just phenomenal nice now do you guys also like action action movies uh yeah um you know i i think we all kind of like a lot of different genres um Mm -hmm. so uh mainly though when i'm when i'm when i'm watching something i it's either like a comedy or a documentary (laughs) (laughs) Those those are the two those are the two main genres of films that i watch anyway Right, right. Chris, Chris doesn't like any other horror movies, so he just sits around and watches the Camp Crystal Lake Memories documentary all day long. <laughs> <laughs> I, li- I like other I like other horror movies. <laughs> I'm just I I just be um, my list of my list of horror movies that I watch is not that long. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I I'm a 80 slasher fan for life. I mean, I, that's what I love. I don't really steer too far outside of the box. I'm, you know, the, the thing nowadays is the zombie craze, you know, the walking dead and some of the other right. stuff. And I actually recently just started watching the walking dead and, uh, I think they did a good job with it, but I like some of the old classic zombie movies. Uh, but outside of that, I don't really, I don't really watch a whole lot of, of horror stuff other than the classics. Okay. All right. And well, I, but whenever I do branch out, I I of the horror genre, I I, I I've got to say that like Shakespeare and Love, Othello. It, it, <laughs> I love that. It, and uh, that's I mean I I either go complete rampage horror film to uh-huh. uh, I mean. You know, I love Nicholas Sparks movies. I love his books. I, I and it and some of it's based on what my wife tells me I can watch and what I can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys know I'm a Shakespeare geek. <laughs> so so let me let me ask you this. Um like were when you were when you got the script and you you guys were on set were you able to did you deviate from the script or um you know sort of improv any of the lines or did you just stick to what it was written and that's it no i think you know i'm trying to think here but no we stick stuck to what was there um they didn't let us improv a little bit on the love making part but i don't think they used any of that um but yeah no we we stuck to the script. Do you have any kind of like a behind the scenes story or maybe a story that's not commonly shared or talked about in any of the articles you see online? Do you have anything you'd like to share with us about your experiences during the filming? I mean, I think overall it was just, it was a, it was a fun experience. Um, you know, I think it, it was one of those things that you do and you're like, you don't know 
you know, the impact it's going to have over the long haul, you know, how much of an iconic, um, you know, thing it is for to be a part of, you know, Friday the 13th. It was the same thing with, you know, I was a Playboy Bunny. And, um, you know, those, I, I'm actually kind of blessed to be a part of two major Americana, you know, icons. And do you feel like that your involvement, I know some of the actors in the franchise have kind of gotten some flack for their roles and things of that nature. Did, did you have any, any regrets of any sort after you participated in the film or did you have any, anything that you had to deal with specifically uh, once the movie was released? Um, early on, not so much because, um, you know, when you're in Hollywood, I mean, it's, you know, Friday the 13th has launched many careers, you know, in the horror films, Halloween, you know. Um, so, of course, nobody thinks anything about it in Hollywood. Um, and, frankly, nobody should think anything of it. Um, it's, to me, it's just kind of a fun exploration. I really think the reason, whole reason horror films are around at all or it's just... Um, one of man's way of dealing with the whole concept of death. And um, so, yeah, no, I don't have any regrets about it. I mean, have I gotten flack? Oh, yeah, I've gotten into a lot of trouble over it. Um, I After I uh, stopped working as a journalist, when I left Los Angeles, I went and worked as a journalist at the Dallas Morning News and then the Fort Worth Star-Telegram and a couple magazines, you know, Modern Luxury Magazine, Front Desk Magazine. And um, then I went to start teaching. I decided, well, I really wanted to get back because I felt like I had been so blessed with some amazing teachers. And, you know, I went to college. I graduated in top 5% of my class. And I just felt like I really wanted to give back. And, um, but I went in there and tried to teach and didn't think at all about Friday the 13th, you know, because it's been a so long ago for me. And um, I had, I guess, about two weeks before I was about to start my first job, a friend of mine said, well, are you worried about Friday the 13th? And I thought, well, no, why would I be? <laughs> And, um, you know, I just, I, I didn't think I'd be recognized, uh, but uh, I was. And it caused some massive problems. And, you know, so I ended up being thrown out of two high schools. And, uh, but, you know, such is life. It actually brought me back around to uh, filmmaking again. Because it was like, well, you know, what do I want to do? And, and so it didn't actually, as hard as it was when it happened and as um, upset as I was at the time because it you could put a lot into you know becoming a teacher you know um, I had to go and get my my certification I had to get my license I you know and then you have to go to interviews and I mean I it was a, a lot of effort that went into it and then to have it just taken away and I thought, well, you know, if, if I go to New Mexico, I went to, came to New Mexico where I live now, I thought, well, you know, surely nobody will know me here. I, I kind of, I thought, well, maybe it was because people knew me in Texas, but, um, but that wasn't it. It was the kids. They just recognized me from the movie. 
And um, so anyway, that um, happened, but then I got back into filmmaking. And so that ended up being a good thing. I'm really glad that I'm doing what I'm doing. Teaching is hard. I mean, it's really hard. It's incredibly demanding. You know, as a teacher, everybody's giving you shit. The principal, the school board, parents, kids. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. It's, it's uh, one of those positions that takes a, takes a lot of heat for everything. But so oh, I guess, boy, I guess you could kidding. say... I guess you could basically say you don't have any any regrets for your for your participation in the movie, and it's obviously yeah. a, a classic thing now. Yeah, no, of course I don't. No, absolutely not. Well, that well, that's good. To hey, hear. And it's, after it's, John made the music video, that that just made it for me right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, a hundred percent. I've got to say, I am I I am in the uh, boys' club that uh, watched that scene through my fingers. Oh, my, my, yeah. eyes were, my eyes were covered. The, there was a gap, though. Well, yeah. it's just it's nice to hear that you you've embraced the role. Um, like I said, I've read a couple articles here and there, and you know some you know some people, you know, weren't necessarily that thrilled once the movie was complete that they participated it participated in it, and then later on they kind of embraced it. But it, it sounds like you know you were okay with it, you know, right from the get go all the way until now, regardless of what's happened in between. Oh yeah, absolutely. I figure, you know, life is way, way too short to have regrets. You know, um, when one thing doesn't work out for you, just take a look around and see what will work out. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like when you're driving your own bus, you know, it doesn't really matter what anybody else does. You know, if it, I, I can understand if you're really stuck on this idea that you need somebody else to give you a job and to make things okay for you, that it can feel very intimidating and that, um, you know, being a part of Friday the 13th. But, you know, there's a, there's a middle America that isn't very cool. They're kind of judgmental and um, nasty, ugly people. It's kind of, you know, uh, do you really want to, you know, play in their stand pile? And it's kind of like, uh, I don't think I do. <laughs> No, absolutely yeah. not. And the sad yeah. thing is that most of the people that are like that, they're oftentimes more than not hypocrites. <laughs> oh, I know. And I mean, we had we had people on staff who had, you know, DWIs. They had been arrested for different things, but they were still teaching. I didn't do anything illegal. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <Come> <laughs> like. This is a Paramount picture. Are you serious? I tried to tell them that those weren't my boobs anymore. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> they didn't find the humor in that. No, really, those aren't mine anymore. <laughs> well, unfortunately, that's just the world that we live in is just, you know, people like that that can't just take something for what it is and be like, you know, this is, this, this is a movie. This is fiction. You know, let's move on. Right. Well, the thing is, is it's so silly. I mean, I mean, if you really think about it, you know, let's just look at our body parts here for a minute. What makes my elbow acceptable to view and not my boobs? What, what, what is that? 
who who came up with that idea and decided that one was okay to look at and another one wasn't? Can you imagine the the tribes, you know, the both Indian tribes and tribes like in Africa, if somebody came and said, Oh yeah, you know, that's not appropriate to show your breasts. They'd be looking like you, you like you're crazy. Like what? Why? Oh yeah. Can you explain to me what is wrong with this? And why is it okay for men to take off their shirts but not for women? That doesn't make any sense, really. They look pretty much the same things. Ours is just a little puffier. That's it. And more beautiful. That's the only difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Eric, you want to field this one? <laughs> <laughs> and I just pulled up your I, IMDB, and, boy, you have you have been busy. I mean, uh, uh, Othello, uh, good night, my sweet, uh, and mm-hmm. that showing completed, uh, last year or the year before last, excuse me, was, mm-hmm. uh, Billy Shakespeare. So you really are a Shakespeare geek too, aren't you? <laughs> <I am. laughs> That's awesome. And, and, and you must be, you must have some musical uh, talent because you've got at least one uh, sound uh, credit as well. Yeah. Well, I've got, yeah, I, I've done um, sound for like taking uh, vocals and cleaning them up and doing the mixing and stuff like that, not the music. Although I have shot several music videos. Um, my hip hop Hamlet played at Kenneth Branagh Shakespeare Film Festival in Stratford-upon-Avon in England at Shakespeare's birthplace. And um, it played in Denmark at the Elsinore Shakespeare Conference in Denmark. Obviously, I just said that. And then um, it I, I've been told it has made it to the second round at the Harlem International Film Festival here in in the States. So now it is played in three countries, which makes me very happy. Yeah, that's a, it's a Brooklyn rapper, and he raps Shakespeare's uh, To Be or Not To Be with Hamlet, first in Shakespeare's language and then in his. Oh, yeah, that's um, and, that's uh, that's Devin Glover, right? Devon, yes, exactly, Devon Glover. Mm-hmm. It certainly is. Yeah, he did a fantastic so, then, job with that. Um, I'll, put that in the, I'll put that in the show notes also, so people can oh, readily... Access it. Access it. <laughs> Thanks. Well, I did the um, the camera work, the editing, the directing, and um, color grading, and everything on the video. I just don't know how you guys do it. I mean, <laughs> I, I I don't. I you got. I mean, as far as actors, directors, and that go. As far as that goes, I mean, you guys put yourself out there and you give it your all. I mean. It, yeah. I, thank you for being on the show and taking time out to talk to a couple geeks. Oh, that's all right. I'm a geek too. We'll just be <laughs> geeks together. So, um, <laughs> I, I just to just to wrap up here because I know you're you're busy. Um, here's a question that that um Landon always likes to ask, but since he's not here with us tonight, I'm I'm gonna ask it. What's the okay. craziest, weirdest, or funniest thing? a fan has ever requested of you it can it can be dealing with the friday the 13th movie or or you know one of your other projects the 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 craziest thing a fan has ever requested 
I don't know if I could say that there's really anything terribly crazy. Um, I think probably for the most part, my fans have been really, really nice. Um, very sweet, very respectful. Every once in a while, I get somebody that doesn't know boundaries and pushes them too hard. Um, they, um, you know, I kind of feel like if you come across and you find my home phone number, it's not nice to use it unless you've got my permission. Um, but oh, absolutely. I, I try and open up my Facebook to let my fans on there, and it's a good place for you to get to know me if you want to take the time. Um, I would say that the easiest way to get to know me is to just, you know, respond to some of the things that I put out that are important to me. And, um, you know, I'll I'll try and, you know, respond back to you. Um, but, I mean, it's really, I've only actually had to uh, delete, I guess, two people from my, because I guess I guess that would be the, the strangest thing is, is if they would get on, I had to block my Facebook page so that people couldn't put anything on there because I would have fans throw up news of me. And I was just like, you know, this my this is a place where my friends are, you know, I have business associates. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of a weird thing that somebody would think that was appropriate. Um, yep, welcome to the internet. You know, granted, <laughs> I know, it's like, I know it's out there and it's on the internet and that's fine, but um, so that on my page, I thought that was kind of Range yeah, that's, that. that, that's kind of weird. <laughs> but really, Jeez. for the most part, I have to say is that most of my fans don't do anything like that. They're super respectful and super nice and, you know, they don't, you know, I mean, every once in a while I'll have somebody and I just ignore them if they'll ask, you know, really yeah. stupid <laughs> questions like, yeah. what is your Size, you know. Oh, God. Probably could get to know me another way. <laughs> <laughs> well, on on yeah. on one on one hand, I'm kind of bummed out that you didn't have some wacky story to tell us. But on the other hand, that's pretty awesome that you know for the most part your fans are really respectful of you, and that's that's actually yeah, pretty really that's pretty surprising, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think I I do believe that. People, for the most part, um, are are good people. I think that um, you know the, the the truth is is every one of us somewhere there's somebody who thinks we're an idiot, and that's what yeah. I try and remember every time I start to think that somebody else is an idiot. I go, ah, you know, you probably really don't even know that, and they maybe they don't understand what you're trying to say or understand this particular issue. But I bet you they're pretty smart in some other areas. And, it, and the truth is just we're probably all idiots about something. I mean, there's plenty of things I don't know about. And, I mean, the same goes for all of us. We have our areas of expertise and our knowledge. And, you know, so I don't know. I, I think overall I think people are good and kind. I, there's some days when I'm, I feel a little down and I feel like, oh, <laughs> Why is the world so mean? <laughs> but um, I, I think that when you really look at the world and you 
and granted there are places that are truly war-torn kind of situations, but it's not everywhere all the time. And that right there is what makes me feel like, you know, we must be living in a world where uh, people are mostly kind because, you know, there's not major fights breaking out at every corner, you know? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I was just thinking, given given the, the the types of things that you have done in your career, you know, the posing nude uh, for Playboy and uh, in the film, that's actually really surprising that you don't get more um, more people trying to do inappropriate shit. <laughs> so that that right. that is really excellent that you tell me that it's pretty much yeah. at a minimum. I did have a man mail me his erect genitals. <laughs> I guess that would count. <laughs> yes, dick, dick pics are a mainstay if you're a female on the internet. Oh. It's just, unfortunately, oh. that's the thing would, dudes feel like they well, have to do. Well, that was actually, yeah, that was actually back in the old days with the stamp and the letter. Oh, and, so um, that was a legitimate uh, picture somebody <laughs> mailed you. Right yeah. on. Yeah, they actually. I, I didn't realize that was a. I didn't, I didn't realize that was a thing until the internet. Right on. That, that's... <laughs> no, it was around before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> uh, it's just kind of like one of those things where I was like, "Well, my goodness." <laughs> I wonder what makes somebody get up in the morning and say, "I'm going to mail this to somebody." I, I, I honestly don't know. I mean, I I, I want to mail this to somebody so they can point at it and laugh. I guess. I mean, that's really kind of the the, the result of it. I just, you know, had a big chuckle and shared it with several of my friends. <laughs> you know, it, was, it was sent to when I, it was at the Dallas Morning News. It was sent there, and so wow, yeah. The, the newspaper got a big chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, I I just happen to have this letter sitting here that's uh, from Eric. I'm afraid to even open it now. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. I think it's just going to go in the shredder. <laughs> yeah, that that might. Yeah. So. Uh, just as a one final question here, um, Deborah, um, do you have any current projects going on that you want to um, tell fans about? I do. Um, well, I've got several things going on. I have a uh, film uh, called Catching Up from a playwright out in New York by the name of Tom Spine, and that's in post-production. And I'm in development on a Western, which is one of the reasons I wanted to know if you guys like action-adventure Westerns. <laughs> and then um, I have a, um, a black comedy uh, in development. And um, I have a sci-fi and um, a romantic comedy uh, set in England. And uh, I'm actually looking for a thriller and um, like a psychological thriller, and um, I would like to add a really nice drama to my slate of, of films. I think I would like to do something to, um, like I was looking at doing something like a Faustian, 
style, scary one, you know, like, you know. Nice like the, deal with the um, devil? Yeah, making the deal with the devil. I was, I'm looking at something like that. Um, I would like to do something. I'd like to find a good project that would appeal to my fans. Because I, I, you know, I really like my horror fans. They're really nice. And it would be nice to find something that they could really identify with. But so far, I don't think they've really gotten into my Shakespeare stuff. <laughs> hey, we think it's pretty good. I had so. a handful. Thank you. You guys are the exception. Most of the time, they're like, oh, Shakespeare, huh? Yeah, that was the guy I didn't want to read in high school. <laughs> and what's he saying there? <laughs> yeah. No. I need, I need like a, I an old English dictionary just to read Shakespeare. Like tra- translation dictionary. <laughs> Well, I got so excited about Shakespeare that one day I got I had his full big volume and it's one of those really big fat books, you know, like uh the kind that you know, those real big gigantic dictionaries. I had the big Shakespeare volume like that. And I sat down cross legged on the couch with put it in my lap and I opened it up to page one and I read all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> And I've been on Shakespeare, um, you know, where I've been interviewed by Shakespeare people, too. And um, and I, I had this one where there were a couple of really big Shakespeare nerds and some professors and stuff, and they all kind of looked around and they go, well, you know, has anybody else here done that? <laughs> all of them were like, no. <laughs> I mean. So I was like, oh, I'm out nerding the nerds. <laughs> with it all being. With- with it all being written in iambic pentameter, and that's such a fast read anyway. I know. Isn't that fabulous? Yes, it is, actually. But I guess there's a reason we still know his name. I know. I know. Well, if you, I mean, you really, I mean, the, the language is just so beautiful. I mean, the, the stories, you know, they were, they were there before. It's how he did them, you know? And, ah, uh, it just... The way he he spoke, the way the words fall off the tongue, it's just pretty astounding. And I'm I'm with you guys. I mean, the the Othello, Kenneth Branagh's Othello, is just oh my gosh, unbelievably amazing. And I love him in his um, Much Ado About Nothing. If you guys haven't seen that, you've got to. It's amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. We I Definitely I watched that. Out. Yeah, I watched that in my. Oh, I forgot he did do Othello and Much Ado About Nothing as well. Mm-hmm. And, I did. Uh, yeah, uh, my uh, my all time favorite Shakespeare play is Hamlet. It's yeah. It, it's so crazy and twisted and dark and it's I know. it's confusing. You don't know if I just I I love everything about it. I I truly do. And uh, my wife we were just down in my hometown and my wife uh i can't remember i I, we didn't have a uh, an atm machine close by and we needed cash and she Mm -hmm. was like well can't you just borrow some money from your friends and i said neither borrower nor lender be this above all to thine own (laughs) self be true that's right (laughs) and she looked at me like what the hell did you just say Oh my goodness! No, I love that 
explode. I mean, and, and Hamlet, it is absolutely brilliant. And as much shit as Mel Gibson got for his Hamlet, I'm telling you, his version was brilliant. Say all you will about how much he cut and everything, but you take a look and you put his Hamlet to be or not to be up, and it is so natural and so beautifully done. I love it. Oh, I I couldn't agree more. I mean, it was it it was portraying Hamlet as he was supposed to be portrayed, like he was having a conversation with himself. He was crazy, and he was. I think that yeah. he might have been trying to sell himself that it was that he that he needed to be crazy. And uh, he, I can talk Shakespeare. Yeah, that's that's yeah. one of my soft spots is uh, Shakespearean uh, uh, theater. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I, I when I was working at the Dallas Morning News, I was covering theater. Um, you know, the classical arts and theater was one of them. And so I was at the theater three and four times a week. And um, you know, went to the museums, went to listen to the classical music, uh, all different kinds of things. And you know, anytime there was a sh- anything to do with Shakespeare, I was made sure I was front and center, and um, just kept falling more and more in love with it. And I couldn't help really Shakespeare came about because of um, I-, I was looking at it. What would happen if Shakespeare was thrown into Hollywood? How would he be received? And having been to Hollywood, and I knew. You know what a crazy other world that place is, and uh, you know I was reading a lot about Shakespeare and about you know studying his times, the history of what we do know about him, uh, studying his plays, his works, and you know you know basically nine months later I gave birth to a screenplay. Is I you know started out as just a joke to my friends, you know, about how Shakespeare would do in Hollywood. That's an interesting uh, way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, he's, he's, you know, God, he's brilliant. So do you guys have any more questions? Actually, yes, I do have one more question, just since we're coming up on the on the fall season and, of course, conventions and things like that going on. Do you have any appearances? Um, coming up or any convention stuff that you're going to be uh, appearing at that our, our listeners might not be aware of? I have only done one of those. And I have to admit, I think most everybody knows that I'm actually very easily frightened. And so I don't like scary movies. And since I've been trying to look at making a scary movie, I've been having to force myself to watch some of them. And um, it's very hard for me to did not end up, you know, like under the table. <laughs> and, uh, and so I was kind of scared to go to the first one because I was like, oh my gosh, are people going to be wearing a bunch of scary outfits and stuff? <laughs> it sounds so dorky, but it's so true. <laughs> and I went to my first one and it was fine. And there were a bunch of people with a whole bunch of scary outfits or anything on. <laughs> <laughs> but I really haven't gone to too many. Um, Sean invited me to to one, and I unfortunately wasn't able to go. And um, 
Sean Clark, you know, he's an agent that sends a lot of people to them. And um, I had some major problems. I ended up being thrown out of the high school anyway. But so I should have just gone. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I, I haven't gone to any others. And um, I'm not saying I won't. Um, you know, I guess I'll just see what comes up. And if somebody wants to, you know, uh, have me come to another one or not, um, I'm sure they would be fine with me coming. But I felt kind of bad um, not being able to go to the one after they invited me. So. But yeah, maybe I'll um, maybe I'll look into it. And I've had so many fans ask me to go to them, and um, I just haven't. Well, I know your appearance has been a rarity, and I just thought you know I'd see if you didn't possibly have anything uh, you know lined up for this fall. And I know there's the big Friday the Thirteenth reunion coming up in Scarefest here in a few weeks, and amongst some other yeah. big shows. So just thought we'd see if you had anything anything uh, lined up for that. No, I don't. I should probably do some of that stuff. I just haven't. Just plain haven't, and I probably should. It, I'm sure it would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I know your fans would I'm definitely appreciate it. Oh, thank you. you your well, your signature is a rarity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll have to. I guess I'll have to try and look into that again. And uh, it's yeah, a good time the... for me. For the Friday memorabilia, your signature is one of the tougher ones to get. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll have to look into it. So we, we beg you to please make some more appearances. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll, I'll put you guys. How about I just put you guys in charge? Uh-huh, <laughs> there we go. Tell me where to go. <laughs> Absolutely. We can take care of that for you. No problem. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, all right, Deborah. It's been a pleasure talking to you tonight, and we really appreciate you coming on the show. Oh, well, you're welcome, and thank you guys so much. Y'all have been adorable. <laughs> thank really you so much, Stephanie. time with you. Yes, definitely. So we nice. appreciate it. Well, thank you. I appreciate you guys, too. Well, all right. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to the show. If you want to support us financially, head over to campbloodpodcast.com slash donate. If you have a question or a theory, you can hit us up at campbloodpodcast.com slash feedback or comment on the show notes at campbloodpodcast.com slash 66. A special thanks goes out to the Down River Rat for our intro and outro music. You can check his stuff out at thedownriverrat.com. Until next time.